Episode of Money Lab. I'm your host, Matt Awesome Sauce on a Unicorn Bun Givenisi. And instead of the usual episode I do with Andrew, we have a very special guest on the show today. Joining me is my is a friend of mine and the author of The Ultimate Guide to Selling Your Blog and a blog consultant and a project manager at CarrieConsiders.com, Carrie Smith Nicholson. Hey Carrie, thanks for coming on the show. Hey, thank you. That was a mouthful more than one form. <laughs> yes. I uh what the I I've heard of Awesome Sauce, but I've never heard Awesome Sauce on a unicorn bun. What is a unicorn bun? I I, is that like a man bun? It's a, probably I, a man bun. Okay. It's definitely a bolder thing, right? Yeah, for sure. Uh, so you is it? So you wrote a book, uh, the uh, the ultimate guide to selling your blog. Is that an ebook? Is that a physical book? Is it both? It's an ebook on Amazon. Okay. Yep. Um, I haven't gotten to the physical book part because I'm not sure if people are interested in buying a physical book related to blogging because blogging is virtual. It changes. So yeah, changes we'll so see. Much. <laughs> yeah. I have a physical book on SEO and a physical book on podcasting. They're like 10 years old and they were obsolete like the day after I bought them. For sure. Yeah. So right now it's just vert. It's just digital. Yeah. Just And it's on Amazon. Mm-hmm. And can you change it when you're when it's on Amazon? Can you like update it whenever you want? Yeah, you can. Ebook? You can update the cover. You can update, you know, the content. Um, okay. The only thing you can't change is the name. You know, the the name and subtitle. Right. So uh, has that been doing well? It's been doing fairly good. It's um, mm. you know, it's like nine ninety nine. So it's not like I'm like making tons of money from it. Sure. But my idea, my goal is to help other people. You know, learn how to sell a blog because I just did it all on my own. You yeah. helped me out with that because you had just sold the website. Mm-hmm. So we kind of, you know, I asked you those questions and then I went through the whole process myself. So if other people want to sell a blog, they don't necessarily have to go through a broker. Um, so that's just kind of the idea. They can also come to me to pay for a consulting you know, one hour, ask me questions and I can help them basically get the most for their blog if they want. Oh, really? So you're doing consulting on selling your blog? Yes. Are you doing consulting on blog management as well or just mainly in that in that area? I do both. Yeah. That's where the project manager comes in is just to help other people who don't want to take the time on their blog. Mm -hmm. They just want to pay someone else to do it so they can eventually sell it for more. So that's kind of what I'm doing sort of in tandem. I definitely want to get into that, uh, but before we talk about buying and selling a website, this episode is brought to you by Money Lab Pro. You've been asking for it, and I finally made it. Money Lab Pro is a membership where you can access every single one of my online business courses and chat with me and other like-minded business owners in the members-only Money Lab Pro community. You'll also get access to my SEO, monetization, and blogging video courses, my YouTube and podcast video tutorials, my lightning fast WordPress theme, and so much more. I did the math, and Money Lab Pro includes over 155 over-the-shoulder video lessons and growing. Not to mention, it includes access to templates, processes, and spreadsheets that I use to run all my online businesses. And like I mentioned before, Money Lab Pro also includes a members-only community where you can share your ideas and get expert feedback to help you earn more money with your online business. Go to moneylab.co slash pro right now to sign up. It's super affordable and there's no reason not to check it out. That's moneylab.co slash pro. All right, so we're taking a behind-the-scenes look at buying and selling a website. So you and I both sold websites in the past year? No. Yeah. yeah yours was last year, right? Mine, I think mine was two years ago. Mine was at the end of 2018, so. Oh, that's, no, that's about, yeah, so it was mine. hmm Yeah. Um, and you sold carefulsense.com. Yep. And I sold roastycoffee.com. And you also recently bought a new website and uh, that you're you're going to, obviously turn a profit on. So uh, I'm curious about this whole whole thing. So let me, let's talk more about um, about careful sense. So how when did you start that? Because that you've been you've been doing this, that for a while. Yeah. So I started that blog in June of 2011. So a long time. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and I sold it in October 2018. So it's just over seven years. Basically, yeah. that's how long I had it. Yeah. And why did you sell it? 
Well, at the time, it was because I was pretty much like burned out of the whole online thing. That's what I called it. Oh, just online stuff in general. Yeah, I was so really? burned out with everything. Yeah, I mean, my my background was in accounting, so I started a finance website, and then I got out of debt. You know, did the whole debt journey thing. Yep. Then I did a lot of freelance writing and client work, which mm-hmm. burned me out of that. Then I started to focus more on affiliate marketing. This is sort of like the snapshot of it all. <laughs> yeah, sure. And it was just a lot of work, and uh, I didn't really know how to deal with it, to be honest. And I just kind of I did it all myself for the most part. I did hire people, but then I that was like so overwhelming. Yeah. Um, so it was a lot of just stuff that I was figuring out on the fly and couldn't really handle that well. And I got super overwhelmed and burned out. I uh, like gained weight and I wasn't sleeping well, you know, stress, high blood pressure, like really? all that stuff. More than being an accountant. Yes. More than an accountant. Yeah. I felt like, uh, you know, one plus one equals two with accounting, but online blogging is so... Oh, yeah. It's not very linear, so it's all over the place. A lot of variables, a lot of, yeah. Um, Which can be fun and exciting, but for somebody like me who's more like literal with stuff, it can be very frustrating. (laughs) Did you ever think about turning it, like, did you ever ever think like, well, okay, if if blogging is so, you know, uh, volatile, is there a way to make it one plus one? Yes. And that's what I figured out now, I feel. Oh, so that's why I am doing the blogging thing again. <laughs> and I have a travel podcast. And then I also have this new website that I bought, which is about essential oils. Right. So it's a niche website. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you are going to, you are figuring it out. So what, um, so careful sense for what, seven years, uh, it was mostly, most of the money came from affiliate marketing besides like, I mean, obviously you were getting consulting through that as well, weren't you? Right. The first several years. So through 2016, I actually looked Uh at the numbers (laughs) through 2016. It was a lot of consulting and only a very small amount of affiliate marketing, like eight or 10 K per year. Um, and then 2017 and 2018, I made a lot like the bulk 40, 50 K each year. From affiliate from, marketing. From affiliate marketing. Mm-hmm. And that was through like individual products, right? Like yes. not a lot of Amazon stuff. Correct. But, yeah. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. you, I mean, the the initial point of the website was you were getting out of debt. And then it was, a, was it a lot about accounting or was it just, you know, more just general personal finance, right? It started off as general personal finance. I did uh, niche down. So the part of the frustration that I had was it started so broad and then mm. I tried to niche down after that and it just was so difficult. Yeah. Um, so I tried niching down and I did focus on some accounting things. I focused on small business and stuff like that, right. which I did make the bulk of my money from from that topic. Um, but there was still quite a few you know, personal finance things, debt related stuff and all this other stuff. So it was hard for me to categorize it or focus it more as it grew because it, right. it just got really big basically and it uh, freaked me out. <laughs> <laughs> And that's is that why you sold it? That's pretty much why I sold it. Yeah, so. you, you were just you were said you were burned out, but it like it just got overwhelmingly large, and you were making good money from it. Now, why didn't you say to yourself? Because I wrestled with this when Roasty when I went to go sell Roasty. Roasty was doing like right before the Amazon thing hit, where everyone lost a bunch of money on Amazon affiliates. Mm-hmm. Um, it was doing about like thirty five hundred dollars a month, and then it went down to fifteen hundred dollars a month, but still fifteen hundred dollars a month. Yeah, And it's like, I really wasn't doing all that much work on it, but I still felt like I wanted to, I needed to get rid of it. And did you come to that same conclusion where you're like, I, yeah, I could keep this forever. It could be making 50 K a year. Maybe I can remove myself from it as much as possible. I know you were trying to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, what, like, why, like, what was your decision between keeping it and sort of automating as much as possible versus like, you know what? I want the, I just need it gone. I actually did try to keep it. So I thought about selling it in January 2018 and essentially kept it for 10 months before I sold it. So I did try okay. to go that route and grow it and make it uh, you know, more passive income for me and, and do all that. Um, but basically, I just found somebody who was willing to pay the right price and I was ready to let it go so that it oh, kind of so worked it, out. It worked out because somebody asked. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They've been asking me since the summertime of that year. And oh, really? I basically was just like, no, 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 no. And they kept coming up on their offer. So I guess All that was right. a great negotiating tactic. Wow. So they were, so that's how you valued the site was they just kept offering numbers. I knew it was making about 3000 a month. So okay. I valued it, you know, based on that. And I wanted to get the most possible. So I was just like, okay, not less than, you know, basically 75 K, but I'd like to get a hundred for it. What and was the, 
was you were using a three x multiple. Mm-hmm. So three thousand. What was it? Three times twelve times three. Uh, yeah, I was doing like I got like uh, three or three thousand times thirty one. Thirty one times revenue. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, what's the what? How much is that? I was like trying to do the math. Uh, it ended up being well. I got a deal where I got paid some of it up front, and then over six months after that to stay on and help smooth everything over and hire oh. people and all that. So the final everything that I got at the end was ninety three thousand five hundred. And that was including your six months of time. Mm-hmm. So why did you try? Why did like if you were burned out? Why did you take that deal and not just say you know I'd rather take less and just you know be out of the game versus you know hey I'll stay on for six months? Did you were you concerned at all about legacy i was a little bit and like they were taking my whole email list which was like ten thousand something Uh all of my social media followers so i needed to like yeah and my face is still on the website as like the founder yeah they wanted to keep that too so i was like okay well if you're gonna do that (laughs) you're gonna pay me for it and i only worked like an hour or two every month after that it wasn't that much Um, so I felt like it was valuable for me to do that and not just, I'd grown it for so long. I didn't want to just dump it and leave. You know, I didn't have like a bad attitude about it. It was just ready to move on to something else. And I felt like I let it go in a good way. So, okay. And the, I, that's interesting. Like I, I, if I'm trying to think if I would take that, I don't think I would take that same deal. But then again, like if it was swim university, which is, you know, something I've been growing for many, many years. Yeah. Because I, I, I don't know. Because I do feel like, and, and it's no knock to the person who bought Roasty. It's just like, it's not what, you know, everyone still thinks, you know, I have friends who like, oh, I, I found your website. I'm like, yeah, it's not mine anymore. Mm-hmm. And I go on it and I'm like, wow, it just, just doesn't follow the principles that I started Roasty with. But it's one of the reasons that Roasty didn't grow because I didn't want to write about Keurig machines and Nespresso machines. Right. But that's where all the money is. And had I done that, you know, I would have been a lot better off. But, uh, yeah, it's like it's not where I would have taken it, but then again, you know, that's why that's why probably I sold it because it's just like to me it was just a burden. It was just like a thing that mm-hmm. was costing. It wasn't costing money. I was making money from it, but it was like a thing I had to do. I wasn't really interested in coffee anymore. Like, did you did you lose interest in personal finance in general, or like because you because towards the end of it, you were doing a lot more for like helping people freelance, weren't you? Like I remember some articles because I used to reference them. It was about like uh, like using something like FreshBooks. Yes. You know, we were, yeah. I started focusing more on what I called complicated self-employment topics. Right. Okay. That's yeah. So it was a lot of tax-related stuff, health-related mm-hmm. stuff, uh, insurance mm-hmm. for your business, accounting programs, whatever. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's where I like talking about it. And I, I wouldn't say that I got tired of it or whatever. I needed a break for sure. But mm-hmm. I still love finance and I still actually wish sometimes I did have the site so I could, you know, still blog about it. Right. Um, but one thing that I learned through that process and with the, the new sites that I've built since is that sometimes they have a personality of, of how they want to make money. Like like you said, where the money is going to be coming from the mm-hmm. most and a great way for them to be successful. And it may not align with your own personality. You know, so what I'm saying is like businesses have their own personalities and you have to figure that out. And mine started wanting to grow beyond me and do all these other things and have all Mm. these other partnerships. And I just was like, I don't want that personally. And so thankfully, the people who bought it, they did want that. They wanted to grow it, get it back to general personal finance, really expand on it and help people the way that I had built it. But like magnified and i just wasn't right. really interested or willing to do that yep, and same. yeah same so that's nothing wrong with that it's just like no, when your I business agree. outgrows you basically right so now did you now the, the person who came and bought it is it a person or was it a company it was a person actually it was a single person but he and he the, does have a, like a portfolio of other stuff okay did he have to get a loan no, he has partners, like one or ah. two investing partners who help him out. But I mean, it was an individual who he runs it all right now with, you know, a small team. But did you um, so like for me, when I sold Roasty, it was it was I mean, you had somebody constantly reaching out to you. I didn't have that because it was I, I mean, it was whatever. But as soon as I put Roasty out for sale, like as soon as I like made it public that I was putting it out for sale, it was like the, the offers came flooding in. Mm-hmm. And I ended up selling to a guy who it was his first website he ever bought, I believe. I don't know. It was like, I think it was. And he had to go secure a loan for it and everything. Nice. And I remember him, I remember getting on Skype with him 
and talking to him going like, I like this dude. Uh, I'm good with this, you know, and I think did you end up Skyping with them and like talking to them in person. Was it all via like text and email? No, it, it was on zoom yeah. and Skype. Yeah. Wow. Multiple times. Mm-hmm. I, okay. So he found me through a Google search. So there's my, mm. my SEO worked really well, <laughs> you worked, worked, worked. Yeah. <laughs> which I just, I love SEO and that's how I'm growing the other two sites too. So that was one of yeah. the things I found through that project that I really was good at and enjoyed. Uh-huh. Um, that became like the, the thing that helped me one plus one equals two. Like if you right. do this with SEO, it's fairly straightforward, you know, it's, yeah. and it's fun. So anyway, um, he found me through that and he offered me even while I was thinking about it, but not publicly announced it yet. So okay. then he just kept kind of working on it throughout the summer. And, uh, it, it became a really good partnership because he had a very similar vision and value for the stuff that I had created. Um, all of his other websites were like Shopify websites and this was his mm. first affiliate marketing site. Ah, so he was so, doing all e-com mm-hmm, for, before that. Right. So it was a mm. cool venture for him. And I think, I mean, he, he came back to me a few months later and said that the cheapest thing he's done is purchase the website. Really? And I said, yeah, dude, that's why I had to get out of it. Cause it's, it's expensive to run, you yeah. know, time yeah. and money. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what, what, like mostly paying writers? Um, well, mostly it wasn't writers at that time. I just had an assistant editor and a VA and because I did all the writing, you know, myself again. Um, but it was just so much upkeep, you know, I mean, it had like 200 posts, which isn't that much really considering. Mm -hmm. Um, but it was a lot to do and a lot of sponsors stuff to keep up with affiliate stuff to keep up with, you know, it's like, you know, I mean the affiliate relationships and alone is super hard to do. Mm -hmm. All the compliance with finance is like, you're mm -hmm. changing things every day. (laughs) To update them yeah that's oh, true so so um you sold the site would you, you was the process pretty cool normal was it stressful i feel like it was pretty good um yeah i wouldn't say it's not stressful during that time because you know at that point you're like i'm ready to be done with this like sure. here's the money give me the money and let's right. do this right. yeah. um but since purchasing another site it's it becomes really easy and it's fairly straightforward. It's not too complicated. So, I mean, you know, they send you the money via wire escrow account and mm. then you just start transferring over the stuff. And I knew all of the technical things of how to transfer. So you did it. all that work. I did it yeah. all myself too. Yeah. I actually wrote up the contract thanks to your template. I yep. tweaked it all and added and, you know, an exhibit and addendum and things like that later. Mm-hmm. But yeah, i I figured it out. I mean, I did have a background in some of that from accounting and I worked uh-huh. a little bit in oil and gas business in Texas. So I understood like buying and selling and, you know, oil and gas, real estate and stuff like that. So yeah. that helped. But that's what I put in my book too, is to help people figure that out. If you, even if you that don't part. know. Yeah. Because that's the scarier part, which is like, you know, where do you put the money? How do you get paid? How do you move all the stuff over? Because, you know, did were you thinking at all before, doing it of using a broker just to, just to kind of uh, facilitate everything for you or you or you were kind of like from the beginning I'm going to do it myself pretty much from the beginning like after yeah. chatting with you about it a little bit I was like I can do that that's not it that was hard. the best advice I got mm-hmm. which was like he, the guy just like do it yourself man yeah just do it yourself and I think if, if my site was any bigger like if it was like a massive huge site I mean I still run all the technical stuff on it so I know how to do that you know and that's that wasn't the hard part. It's just it's like setting up the finances and the and the contracts and shit. Mm-hmm. At least in my from my opinion. Um, so you took did you now you bought a new website? Yep. And and the goal is to not stress out and and burn out on this one. Yes. <laughs> did you use the money from the sale to buy this new one? I did. Yep. And was it wh- all right? What did can you well tell me what you're willing to share? about buying the site because I'm sure are you documenting this live anywhere I'm putting it in my email list okay um so I have a small email list of people uh I didn't sell my courses for the the blog so I kept the mm-hmm. courses out of it from careful sense oh that's um cool. so all of those subscribers are still there and like some of my freebies and everything like that so I just asked people if they wanted to stay on the list you know that after I sold it I have mm-hmm. a handful of people, about 3,000 who did. And so there, I have this new email list now that's sort of like oh, cool. my blogging journey. Yeah. So um, I'll share anything. I'm totally open with that because uh, I think it's really fun. And I think it's also helpful, you know, to watch somebody who, well, you know, to be honest, is not a guy who buys and sells a website. Right, right. <laughs> and, a, you know, a girl who can like figure all that out and the tech stuff themselves. You know, I have a, a couple of other WordPress tech friends who are women and they, mm-hmm. they help other people do that, you know, too. And it's like 
WordPress can seem overwhelming yeah. for people. Um, and then a lot of the, you know, like Neil Patel and all those SEO people, you just expect them mm-hmm. to be a guy. And there's a bunch of tech women who can do it. So it, that's kind of fun too, I think. All right. So what did you, what did you buy? It's called essentialoilsforbeginners.com. Okay. Um, and it's just Essential Oils website. There's like less than 50 posts. There's like 48. And where'd you, oh, sorry, where'd you buy it from? Um, well, okay. So I bought it from a contact of mine. She actually is a blog broker. She runs blogsforsale.co. And so I found it on that site. I've been watching it and talking with her for like six months. Oh. Um, and when she emailed me to say she was going to list it, I was like, I want to know more. Because <laughs> I felt like essential oils is very small, like super doable. You don't have to yeah. have, like even like I take a lot of photos and I edit them and I do all that. So I already had essential oils and they're very small like product that you have to take pictures of mm-hmm. um, for Instagram or whatever. So it wasn't, yeah. you know, you know how it is with like brewing and stuff. It takes up like half yeah. your kitchen. <laughs> I yeah, wanted right. something small. So I felt small. like that was a good product. Why did you decide to buy something and not start something from scratch? Clearly you're capable of starting something from scratch. And why, why you know, what was the appeal of, of buying something that already existed? To be honest, I just didn't want to start that slow. Like it's so slow these days, you know, to get something up and going from scratch. Um, That first year, it feels like you're not doing anything. Like you don't see hardly any traffic. You don't see hardly any social. You know, it's just like completely like because I did that with a travel blog, like completely from scratch. No Mm -hmm. other followers from Mm -hmm. anywhere. No email from nothing. It was like brand new networking and it's very difficult <laughs> yeah it takes so yeah, it's slow it takes forever. it's slow it, yeah and it's very demotivating after a while so mm-hmm. i wanted to start something she had started it in 2017 so it's like two years old and i was like this is perfect i want to i want to grab it um and i feel like i got a pretty amazing deal actually um so what'd you pay for it six thousand two hundred oh okay yeah so it, it wasn't much at all um what happened was basically similar to me she started the website and then just like got overwhelmed with life stuff and yeah. stopped working on it the past year and the traffic totally tanked. Like it went from like oh, it did. a lot, like, you know, 30, 40,000 page views a month to like three or 4,000. So, Oh yeah. Do you know why? Did you look into why that happened? I did. Yeah. She basically just stopped publishing and didn't refresh anything for the whole year. Just didn't do anything. And the content was good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's- so it wasn't like a, so like, yeah, what were some of the things that you, like, obviously the site was appealing. I, I like the idea that you wanted something small, like physically small, mm-hmm. because I've always thought like, if I'm ever going to start an e-commerce store, it's going to be sunglasses or something that's like super tiny boxes that yes. could be easily shipped that can, I can, that I could warehouse in a closet in my house. Exactly. Yeah. So that was, that was sort of the point. And obviously you could take pictures really easily and not take up your entire kitchen, mm-hmm. which is my problem uh <laughs> problem or or benefit i don't know um so you all right so six thousand had 50 articles on it mm-hmm. about yep and it was a wordpress site obviously yeah it actually used to be on squarespace and the broker oh. the broker suggested that she move it to wordpress thank thank goodness she did because if it was on squarespace squarespace i, I probably would have paid less or not bought yeah and what did you do to evaluate it and how much information were you given before you bought it? She gave me, um, via the broker, you know, uh, I got the profit and loss spreadsheet for the past year. I also got access to Google Analytics. Um, It did not have Search Console or anything, so I set that up later, obviously. Um, And I also looked it up in Ahrefs. So I've used that ever since, I don't even know when I started listening to your podcast, but you mentioned it in there, and then I used ever since. <laughs> yeah, right. It's the best. Uh, it is the best. Yeah. So I was I was looking to see, yes, it was ranking pretty well for various keywords. Um, I would say essential oils is not like a giant niche, you know, but when you yeah. can get like 7,500 or 10K search volume, um, it does pretty well, you know. No, that's pretty good. So yeah, overall for various topics, it does really well. And it even was in featured snippets for about five or six of them. Um, you know, so I saw a really good foundation there. I did think that it was slightly overpriced. She listed for eighty five hundred, and I was just like, "I'm not gonna get there." You know, it was making two hundred dollars a month, basically two fifty. Um, From what? Mostly uh, ad revenue. So just oh. it was on Ad Thrive. That was the ad platform that they had used. She was using, is using, I guess, still. Um, but I'm moving, removing it from the site because it is 
so slow. <laughs> it's like, yeah. I mean, I'm curious of like the traffic drop. It, did she, um, it was that a slow drop over time or was that an instant drop? It was slow. It was time. slow. Yeah. Basically spring of last year. So spring of 2019, all the way through the end of the year, just a gradual slow. And, but she didn't like, she didn't, wasn't taking away content. She was just losing track. She was just losing position, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So just not keeping up with, with the content and keeping it high. Right. Yeah. Okay. So nothing, no, no serious issues. And she was on Squarespace and ranking. I know. Right. Huh. <laughs> All right. Yeah. That's and I'm wondering if um cuz I don't know if you could have checked did you did you end up checking any page speed st- stuff went before you bought it? Yes. You did. What was it? What was it clocking in at? Like 10 seconds. Okay. It was so on so slow. And it was this, was this when it was on Squarespace or did she like move it to WordPress right before you bought it? Yes, she did. Yeah, like oh, three so weeks wasn't, before. Mm-hmm. So I was I was curious if the traffic drop had, had anything to do with moving platforms. It could have because obviously December was the lowest point, um, but mm. it's also hard to say because it had been going and declining for 10 months, we'll say. So it could have just right. been that. Um, I do think that it was partially because, so when I got it, it didn't even have an SEO plugin on it. It didn't have Yoast or Rank Math oh. or anything. So right. the you know the content that Google was pulling was probably just random. So I'm, I'm actually surprised. <laughs> wow, yeah. So it had tons of potential. You know, I saw that it had a lot of potential. And I, just in the past month that I've been working on it, so I've owned it since January 2020, you know, the beginning of the year. Mm-hmm. And I've seen really great results. I mean, I'll make small changes. And in three days, I got featured snippet for that thing. Really? You know, so yeah, it has great, great potential. How are you getting these feature snippets? Well, one of them, for example, I did essential oils DIY bathroom spray. And uh-huh. so I just did a really quick recipe. She already had the post. I just made yeah. it sound better and cleaned it up a little bit so it would fit in a featured snippet. So like four sentences because yeah. I knew that that's what it would get. That's what I And then for. it got it. I saw it today actually. I have the screenshot. So. Wow. <laughs> so, okay. So you, so there's 50 posts on this website. Have you done, and you've only owned it for a month. Like, yeah. What is your overall plan for this thing? And is this the only thing you're doing? Or are you still doing consulting as well, right? You're just kind of like a side, like see, seeing how far you can take this thing using the one plus one strategy of like, just, yeah, I want to know what that strategy is basically. Soup, soup to nuts. Yeah. So as I'm getting into it more and more, the personality that it's showing me is it wants to be an Amazon affiliate website. So I'm kind of going mm. in that direction, which would be my first time with that. Um, but I do have... A- how are you figuring that out? How are you... How are you- are you just intuitively figuring that out or is there a, is there something that you're seeing that like tells you when a site wants to become something else? Well, um, I've become really good at seeing that early on now. So like the travel uh-huh. blog, I was trying to make fit into an affiliate marketing and just keep trying and trying and trying and tried for like six months. And I'm like, okay, it's going to be like ads and it's going to be Mediavine probably. And then yeah. I put that on there and it's just like done so much better. So okay. it just kind of just shows it to you after a while. But this one yeah. I learned a lot faster because I took the top 10 posts that were, you know, the highest value posts. I updated all of them, changed out all of the images. She had no Pinterest, by the way. So you did that all in this month? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, so she had no Pinterest also. So I do that. Pinterest SEO is very dovetailed into regular SEO and that's super fun yep. for me. So I started that. So that's my, I have a six month plan and yes, it is on the side. I do my consulting during the day of the travel podcast, which we're just starting to record more episodes for. And then mm-hmm. this one is sort of on the side after all that. <laughs> okay. Um, but I'd have a six month plan to basically like just redo all of the content for the first three months optimize it all. She doesn't have anything in categories. I had to change all the URLs because she had the slash blog as a category. Uh It was weird. Um, So I had to, you know, clean up some of the stuff, uh, do all of the SEO plugin, everything, you know, so that's my first three month plan there. Um, I want to start ranking for new posts. So there's some posts that I feel like should be on there that are not. And then my um, three to six months after that, I'm hoping to start like earning my money back, you know? So the goal is to get $6,000 back in for six months. That's the challenge. And it's still earning 200 now. Yep. Earning a little bit more now that I've changed out some of the stuff, but. And that's through, uh, what, uh, ad thrive. Mm -hmm. And you're going to take that off. Yes. 
and and just do affiliate marketing mm-hmm. or 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 switch to something else? No, I'm going to do affiliate marketing. It seems to be working pretty well. Um, if it doesn't, after six months, I might be telling you that it wants to have ads on it again. And right, you know, okay. so but for now, yeah. it it doesn't seem to like it. It's, it makes the site very slow. It, uh, you know, it just is like so hard to see anything. It's like, why write this great content if it's just going to be all mm-hmm. these ads? Um, so, you know, some of the ad stuff works really well for different niches, like travel, especially works great. People like that, like that stuff. Right. That, yeah, I guess that makes so. sense. And it's like, and, and are you doing anything besides like just content? Are you changing um, the way the website looks, the design, the name? Are you, are you doing anything like? like really makeover Well, that will be after the six months. I want to see, you know, what it looks like after. I did change the theme just to a more of a basic one because the other theme was so slow as well. That was one of the problems. Mm-hmm. It was also very hard to find stuff and whatever. But like redesigning it and doing a new logo and all of that stuff, um, I do plan to do that after the six-month mark. So you're just going to wait. Mm-hmm. That makes sense because why, why put all of your effort into it up front when it's not – when it's like the content that's really the problem. Yeah. And I'm really focused on like this, getting the investment back. You know, I want to make sure the content is there, it's producing money and then I'll redesign it and make it pretty, you know, once I get the mm. money and everything going. Um, so since doing this, I mean, it's only been a month. Is it been, how has it been on you as a person? Is it stressful? Is it, are you feeling like this could re- really work for you and you could do this multiple times? You could be a portfolio type of site owner or, are you like starting to see signs of what careful sense was? I am having a really good time with it. It has been really fun. I'm not seeing signs from like my old blog or anything like that, but I went into it very specific. Um, One of the things that my husband asked me was like, is this going to be too big? Is this going to overwhelm you? And I said, no, here's the reasons why. And so I, it was small. It seemed doable. You know, even if you wrote about everything there is to know about essential oils, what have you got? Like a hundred posts. Sure. I mean, you, it can't get really much bigger than that. So right. I'm not looking to grow it as like an extension of me, which the first one was, you know, this is just a niche website. I do have experience with essential oils. Like I said, I own them. I actually use them for my migraines and they helped cure mm-hmm. that really well. Um, so I put that story on the blog, obviously on the site and I do have some personal connection to it, but it's not going to be like a brand around me. So that will help a ton. And are you putting your name as the author on these yes. articles? Okay. Mm-hmm. For for SEO purposes. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you're the one right doing all the writing and stuff. I am. Yeah. I'm the only one who's working on it right now. I'm not having anyone else work on it. I'm trying to keep it very small and attainable, basically, but mm-hmm. fun. And it has been. Um, I'm hoping that it will be added to the portfolio. And after two years, so I have like a two year commitment to this project. Then I will see what I want to do with it. I may want to flip it and sell it to someone else. I may want to keep it. Um, but I'm not going to be one of those people who has like 17 websites in their portfolio. I'll probably only right. have about two at a time. So two at a time, and then you either flip or keep and hire. Yeah. Or is that is like is that like when you say that, like you, when you're burned out before, was it dealing with the constant upkeep, or was it like hiring people? Because I can definitely see the upkeep being pr- a problematic. You know, especially on something like Careful Sense, where you're um, you have to up, you know, the affiliate relationships. I know that uh, Andrew deals a lot with mm-hmm. that, where he has to, like all these freaking affiliate relationships, and it is it is an endless. I mean, it's a full time job to keep up with that. It is, you know. Whereas like Amazon, it's not really a full time job. It's kind of like you know, one person can 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 do it because it's really just one company you're you're working with. Right. Yeah, that was part of the simplification that I'm doing too. Um, there's only a like three essential oil affiliate uh, partners on the site right now. One of them being Amazon. So I'm Oh, so there are other gearing. Ones. Yeah, there's two other ones, but I'm gearing everything over to Amazon and trying to make that more of the focus. Um mm-hmm. so we'll see how that works out, you know. I it seems promising so far, you know, cuz you can you don't really make a lot of money on Amazon in the beginning, especially with low traffic and to make like yeah. 10 or 12 dollars your first month on Amazon is pretty promising. So, yeah, <laughs> especially with yeah. 300 page views a day right now. Um right. so I think that's pretty good. Um Yeah, cuz they're saying roughly like if you can get 30,000 page views a month, you can make about $1,000 mm-hmm. from Amazon. It's what I've. Which is crazy because uh, Careful Sense was making like, f- you know, 40 to 50,000 page views and it was 3,000. 
So you can see where it differs from like what Amazon would pay you versus like versus a single like affiliate or something, but it's more work, right? The upkeep is definitely there. And that's, yes. that's what turned me off to it eventually was the upkeep. And I like to think the upkeep is everything, including people, you know, so people you mm -hmm. have to manage and all that. And I do that in my day job, you know, as a blog sure. manager, basically. Um, and so I don't necessarily want to do that with this project. So in the next few months in six months you're planning on making back the six thousand mm -hmm. so what would that what would you have to make per month to get there well i mean initially month one and month one and month two it's going to be just changing out everything on there you know so there's yeah. still some posts that have her links on there to her affiliate you know uh, mm -hmm. accounts. So changing all that over and then getting the content to rank better. Um, because it's mm -hmm. right there, like some of them are position eight or nine, or one of them is position 17, you know, so getting it all to rank a lot better, and then optimizing it after that, you know, reorganizing the content, there's a three parter of like essential oils for headaches, migraines, and something else related to that. And so those all need to be combined into like one, combined. you know, so doing right. a lot of content, stuff like that, that's my plan. And then optimizing them after that. Um, and if I need to switch over, you know, from Amazon to one of the other affiliates, I will, but it's fairly mm -hmm. straightforward. I'm doing it obviously in a way that would make it easy to do that later. Is Pinterest working so far? It is. I've only started it, you know, three weeks ago. Um, and I'm really going to, you know, focus on that like month three, but I wanted to get it started now and get that back up because, you know, it takes about three months with Pinterest as well. SEO is slow. <laughs> mm. Are you doing anything with any other social media? No, not Just, until after like, first you mentioned months. Instagram. I didn't know if you, if you were, are you using Instagram? It'll be part of it later. I'm oh, not okay. right now. She okay. does have it, and it's it's good. She oh. actually has Facebook too, which I got as well, um, and an email list. So, you mm. know, like a 4,500. Um, really, but I'm, I'm not focusing on any of that right now. I, what are you doing with the email list? It's just sitting there. Really? Yeah. So on that'll what? be fun. Um, I just have it in Excel. In Excel, you know, like really? a, the just those subscriber list. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that'll be fun to explore. Like after month six, I'd love to get, you know, some opt-ins on the site. She yeah. has probably 30 different um, freebie printables of different things that she did Whoa. for like recipes and blends and all this kind of stuff that goes with it. So I got a lot of great stuff in the deal that I'm going to use later. Um, but I'm just focusing on SEO and affiliate marketing and Pinterest right now so that I can build a really good foundation and then, mm -hmm. you know, make that affiliate mar or the email marketing a part of it later where it can be, you know, sequences and automated and stuff like that. And you have like uh, uh, Amazon right now is, or any, or affiliate marketing is your main thing. And obviously one of the easier things, are you thinking about anything in the future, like course stuff or digital products or eBooks or physical stuff? It's a possibility. She yeah. had a book on Amazon that she took off. Um, she said she didn't want, you know, her name on it or whatever. I think she's, she was liquidating some of her, websites anyway uh -huh. um so, oh, so she had multiple stuff multiple yeah. websites mm -hmm. this was a th her third one i think okay that she had um the reason i know that is because when she transferred over they google analytics you know to be able to move it from her parent yeah. account to mine she gave me access and i could see them all <laughs> okay nice. so anyways um I don't have current plans, but I am open to the idea. When I bought it, there is a workshop that it came with, which I took down because obviously it was her workshop and her face and everything. Oh. Um, she did have or has uh, an ebook on Amazon, which she took down, which I might revise and you know upload later and, and add some stuff and put my author into it. Um, and then there's also a couple like a printable that she created for like a binder. And then um, so there are some products on there already that I might revise and you know, bring back later or mm. create my own later too. I just need to see if the demand is there because she wasn't really making that much money from that. I mean, mm. it was all coming from the ad thrive and then a little bit from affiliate marketing and then, you know, like very little from products. So it sounded like in the beginning, she really pushed this thing. Yes. And then I it think sort so. of, and then because it sounds, I mean, all the freebies that she has, all the workshop, there's a book, there's 50 posts. Yeah. Obviously she was getting a lot of traffic, 30 to 40,000. Mm -hmm. I mean, and then she just kind of, and then I think when you mentioned like she probably had other sites, she probably had other sites that were doing well and neglected this one because it just maybe wasn't paying off as much as she wanted. Right. I got that sense too, that she had a great foundation and she mm -hmm. was really knowledgeable of everything <clears throat> that she was doing, mm -hmm. but she just didn't understand affiliate marketing that well yeah. or the ad part of it that well, which 
I do. And so I already went in, like she has a essential oils accessories post, which is great for an affiliate right. marketing thing. Yeah. And I just went in there and put a bunch of, uh, you know, the uh, Amazon stuff in there, like what your site looks like, you yeah, know, right. and everything. And it is going to work really well, I feel. I mean, I only did it like two days ago, but, you know, so stuff like that, that she missed opportunities, you sure. know. I mean, that's the thing. I think, like, did you look at other sites when you were looking to buy? Were you looking at other sites that just didn't have as, like, what were you looking for? Because I think that to me, it's, I look for that opportunity where it's like, oh, if somebody just like really under monetized something or there's, or like they, they are hitting good keywords, but they're just like not ranking that well. And I think mm-hmm. this has a little bit of both. Yes, it had a little bit of both of maybe not to technical knowledge because it didn't even have, you know, SEO plugins or anything to define what a, the meta description well, it was, was on, or yeah, but it was anything. on Squarespace, Squarespace too. Right. Yeah. So that's missed opportunity. Number one, it, the layout, you know, of, of each post mm-hmm. and, and the affiliate links in there missed opportunity number two. And then also it had great keywords and some even featured snippets, you know, so you got to learn how to capture that, you know, you right. got to, you got to test the headlines. You got to make sure that people are clicking through and not just seeing the featured snippet. Um, you know, so lots of, you know, background stuff there that you can work on. And, and then I felt like it had great traffic at once. And so it could, again, you know, very easily like recapture that. I kind of feel like it's similar to an athlete who gets injured Mm -hmm. and, and then they like have to get all their muscle back and they can get it back really fast. And they're the people they use on those like before and after shots for weight loss products are like, are there athletes that like just broke an arm and couldn't, couldn't exercise. So exactly. then when they do go back and do it, it's like super fast. They're like, they get right back to that six pack in no time. Oh yeah, totally. And I've yeah. seen that with this site too. You know, I'll work on a post in like two days. It will start ranking really better for, for that word. Or like I worked on another one and I need to go change it back because I messed it up and it declined. <laughs> you really? know, that, that week yeah. I saw it, like it was at the top of like uh, the Google analytics for the week and I fixed it and changed the title and then it dropped off. So I need to go back and fix it, you know? So it's like instant, almost instant results. What I would yeah. classify as instant, um, with SEO, which usually takes a while. So I can see that Google sees it, you know? So I think, yeah, it's worth that $6,000 if their domain, the domain age is there, the content's there, it's been ranked, like Google kind of trusts it in a, in a way. So that like now when you make changes, it's quick. Mm-hmm. And I can see that being a problem for starting a new website. Uh, and, and especially in I, what I feel, that category is probably pretty competitive. It's not super competitive, oddly really? enough. It's it's a very strong niche. Like if you have ever used um, Brian Dean's Exploding Topics website yeah. to look at, it's it's a topic that is great for. It just has been going for many years. It has not declined. It's not exploding, but it's not declined. So it has competition, but it is not hard competition. Like most huh. of the keywords that I look for are easy to medium competition. And you're and are you taking each post and like trying to re like rank them for like better keywords or the keywords that she was already ranking for. You're just optimizing for that one. Like, right did now she, I'm just did doing she that. do any, did she do any real SEO keyword research stuff? I feel like she did because the URLs are very specific and I can okay. tell what she was looking for and looking in Ahrefs, I can see like, Oh, it's ranking for these top three keywords and mm. you know, it's like 2,700 keyword volume or something yeah. like that, like higher. So I can see that she was trying to, or like nearly there, nearly there. Is there anything that you think that you want to say or you missed or uh, when it comes to either buying or selling a website? Well, the one thing that I've seen people ask me since I bought this new one is, is it, do you have to be an expert at every website you buy? Basically, like, are you mean the topic, the topic? Yeah, the niche. So like they were surprised that I bought essential oils because I mean, I came from finance and then travel and then essential oils. That's all over the place. But um, you oh, that, don't have that didn't even cross my mind. You don't have to be an expert at it. I mean, if no. you want to be an expert at something, let me tell you, buy a blog. <laughs> so, right, right. you know what I mean? Like right. you can learn it along the way. I had some, you know, emotional attachment to it because I used the oils. They worked well for me mm-hmm. um, and I wanted to learn more about them anyway. So it's like this is like me paying six thousand dollars for a course education. to teach me how to use them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, the content was really great. She was not like a certified aromatherapist or anything. So I felt like I could like if it was somebody who was certified or something like that, you know, with the the Google EAT, it would be mm-hmm. hard to to take that over. But she was basically in a similar position as me, where it's just like personal experience. Um, 
So I felt like I didn't have to be an expert at it or have that certification or something there. So that's what I would say, tell to anybody else is like, if you wanted to purchase another website, just go for it. Even if you don't have a large capacity of the topic, um, it could still be really fun to figure it out along the way. Do you think they need to be interested in it at least? Yes. I mean, yeah. you definitely need staying power, right? right. Like I, I committed to this project for the next two years to see what it would, you know, it may flop or it may do really great. Um, but it would definitely be something like if I didn't already use them, that would be very difficult. But I wouldn't say I'm like super advanced with them. You know, I just have right. like, I mean, it's called essential oils for beginners. I'm a beginner. <laughs> sure. I can, I can buy that. I can write that. I can, you know, I can write a topic about it. Um, my husband suffers from heartburn, so I gave him some essential oils to use for heartburn, and it really helped. So I can write a topic about it. Right. It's personal experience with that. And so. when you were looking for the site to buy, you were looking for something that you were at least somewhat interested in. Yes. Or, or you know, maybe you didn't know you were interested in it, but if it came up, you're like, you know what? I could write about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's, it's like, attainable. Yeah. Yeah. All right. That's, yeah. I didn't even, I, to me, I think whenever I, because I'm in the, I'm not in the market for a, buying a blog, but if something did come up, I'm, I'd probably would because I would want to do it as a money lab experiment where, you know, similar to what you're doing is like, let me buy something that has potential uh, and then use everything that I've ever taught on money lab ever mm-hmm. and then apply it to this blog and, and like, and document the whole thing in public and, you know, how to, how to do it. But the, from my research and I'm not a good buyer of things, I hate shopping. So, <laughs> I don't like seeing things come through like Flippa. We're looking at Motion Invest and some other websites. And I'm just like, ugh, all these websites suck, 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 mm-hmm. suck. And they're and they're very expensive. And then a lot of them are expensive. Or I have to sign up and like put a deposit down, like Empire Flippers. Like, I don't know. So that's the biggest, that would be the biggest hurdle for me is, and that is the biggest hurdle for me in finding a website. Cause I know Andrew's been looking at Flippa and we're just kind of looking for something. And it's been months. And we mm-hmm. found nothing. So I, that's my only like last, I guess, question is, is I mean, you've, it seemed like you found it fast. And no, or were you looking forever? I was looking for about six months, but I wasn't right. seriously looking. I, I stayed away from Flippa. I only used it to determine the popular uh, niches or things that, like I saw the ones that had sold and how much they had sold for. Yeah. So I just used it for research-based. Um, but I wanted to buy it from a person. You know, I didn't want to buy it from somebody who had listed it or somebody who has like 17 other blogs right. or whatever. Um, and I actually do know people right now who are selling many blogs in their portfolio. You know, so if you're looking for one, hit me up because I might know, but it's better to buy from somebody who has maybe like two or three and they're wanting to get rid of one, Mm -hmm. you know, kind of like you did and I did and stuff like that. Um, So that's why I have a friend who is a blog broker, but it's like individual blog broker. She doesn't work on like Flipper, Empire, Flipper, anything like that. Um, I find that to be a lot easier and it's like a lot faster too. Um, I would even say like if you know the person well enough or you trust them, just do a straight wire. Just avoid the escrow yeah. thing because that's also super annoying. I found mm-hmm, out. <laughs> mm-hmm, yeah. I don't. I don't like using escrow.com. I mean, it works well, but they have to approve the transaction and do all this mm-hmm. verification stuff. And I'm like, dude, it's six thousand dollars. Take my money. Right. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, right, like, yeah. It's not that big a deal. Were you? Um, on, were you looking? At, were you, you had a budget in mind. Yes, my budget was six thousand, and I really? told her I was not going to go over, and I went over by two hundred dollars. But I feel like uh, it was cool. still pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, I think that's the, and you were just like, you had that in mind and you, you just talked to the broker, you mean, right? When you say her, yes. you're like, I have $6,000. I'm ready to buy a site. Show me what you got. And mm-hmm. it was kind of like a, a real estate agent, I guess, yeah. in a way, right? Yep. That's interesting. I didn't yeah. think to go through that. Yeah, it was really cool because she kind of keeps an eye out for it. And like mm-hmm. I said, she emailed me before she listed it on her website for the public of the other mm-hmm. blogs she has. And I was like, hmm, let me know about this. She listed it anyway, and there was one other offer, but um, ultimately mine won out because I also told her, like, I'm not going to just, like, flip it. I'm going to keep yeah, it. I'm going to work it. on it. I'm going to make it great. I understand all of the SEO and email marketing stuff. And yeah. I'm going to, you know, take care of it, basically. Sure. Cool. Uh, anything else that we forgot to talk about? I don't think so. I, th- um, I think it was good. I mean, buying a website is really fun. It, it, you can have a lot of fun with it. It's like taking something that's already been started and making it great instead it. of having to start from scratch, which sometimes is daunting. So yes. it's like the first step is already done for you. And that's usually yeah. the hardest. I'm very interested in doing it. I just don't. I mean, I need to. I think that's what I need to do is 
team up with a broker and have them do it for me and send me what they think will work for me and knowing me and going like, hey, what do you think? And I'm like, great, I like that. Yeah. Uh, let's let's buy it. And then yeah, if I if I can do it for like under ten grand, I think uh, that's the way to go because I don't want anything like then it's then I feel like if it's over ten grand and that's my money, I'm like. Ooh, it's better work. Yeah, that it's was better a, work. That was my thing too. Is like I feel like six k is good. It's a little bit more than five, but like ten is a lot for me. Yeah, anything over ten was like no way because right. you know, am I going to make my money back in the first six months? Well, hopefully, but if not, is it going to like bankrupt me? Like, yeah, you know, over ten k would be something to, that it would take a while to overcome. Yeah, and so. plus, I think even that price and what you're getting for that price, you can manage yourself. Yes. It's not over like 10,000 might be a lot of posts or a mm-hmm. lot of like it could be something crazy. Exactly. Where it's like 50 posts, it's super manageable, especially like as a part time thing. Yeah. 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 So, all right, I'm going to look into that. Yeah. Uh, cool. Thank you so much. I want to thank April for my new middle name, Awesome Sauce on a Unicorn Bun. Thank you so much, April. And of course, I need to thank Carrie for joining me on the show today. Where can folks uh, find you online? Where do you want people to go? Yeah, so CarrieConsiders.com is kind of like my hub of where everything is at. If you want, you can reach out to me on Instagram at CarrieConsiders as well. Um, I like to chat about all things blogging there too. I don't have like an email list or anything that's public, so you can contact me directly if you have questions or want to be added to that private sort of challenge email list. Cool. What do you post on Instagram for CarrieConsiders? Um, a lot of it is just the the blogging teasing the blogging stuff that I've been doing and I purchased a new website. I let people know about that. And then I did talk about a little bit, like I share a little bit about the journey, but like the full, you know, how last week went and this week. And I do like weekly updates on the email list on Instagram uh, a little bit. Yeah. What's mm-hmm. the photos? Well, they're all the ones that I've taken. They're either ones of me or like uh, flat lays and stuff like that and oh, yeah. different things. Sometimes I use the essential oil, you know, pictures that I've taken. Right. Um, if I'm talking about that, I also have the travel blog and the podcast and other things that I'm working on. So right. I kind of talk about it all there. Oh, so it's like the whole gamut mm-hmm. of what you do. Yeah. Yeah. I was trying to think like if I were to ever start a money lab Instagram, like what would I take a picture of me sitting in my shorts working I know, computer? Right? Like, I don't know. <laughs> it, it is weird. And you can like, what do I put? Like, what picture do I put now? Like another yeah. picture of a keyboard? I mean, really? Right, a sc- yeah. A screenshot of my, uh, yeah. of my spreadsheets. <laughs> yeah. You have to get creative with it. I only do it like two or three times a week. I don't do it every oh, single so. day. So yeah, that's a lot. Cool. Mm-hmm. Well, thanks for coming on the show. Thank you so much. It's been fun. Yeah. I appreciate it. Uh, Head over to moneylab.co to read more about our business experiments and challenges like I read at the end of every episode. And email me, Matt, at moneylab.co with topics you'd like us to discuss on the show. And feel free to send me a new middle name suggestion. In fact, uh, if you're curious to learn more about buying or selling a website, uh, let me know because, again, I am uh, something that I definitely want to do on Money Lab at some point. I promised I was going to do it in 2020, but then I was like, ugh, buying a website. Just just shopping for one. It's not buying. That, that part I can can do it's the shopping part i don't like like even with real estate even I, it's just like <sighs> i'm gonna do it <laughs> let somebody else do it for me uh if you like the show please subscribe on apple Podcasts, overcast pocket cast player fm google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, spotify or wherever you normally listen to podcasts and when you do please leave a review okay that's it thanks for listening bye-bye <laughs> Please tell your friends about this show.